You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, we're meeting an hour earlier this week because I have to go from here straight to the airport. So I know you just like you guys, it's a big sacrifice for you on the East Coast. Yeah, you're you're so high maintenance, Kelly. Um, so why why are you going to the airport? Well, I have to go to Nice, and um, you know when you book a flight and then like you don't look think about it again for months and months. So apparently, when I booked this flight, I was like, I don't really care about the men. I don't need to get there. So I am like getting in Thursday. I'm only there for seventy two hours. It's like a in drinks with everyone, watch the race, fly out. Intense. So I'm guessing in Kona, you're not going to be doing it quite that no. fast. Okay. Kona, I think I'm there for 15 days, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, drinks that's with that's, everybody. She's yeah, moving in. <laughs> you're like, that's for next week. We have a whole thing planned from Feisty. So we're all good. But yeah, we'll talk about, well, I have to go to Nice. So I have to go to the airport. And Jocelyn says she has an airport game for me. Oh, so yeah, me and my sister, who's just like two years older than me, we we have what we call the airport game. And I think part of it is because we're procrastinators. Um, that's why I was asking you earlier, are you a pack at the last minute person or are you like pack the week before? So we're both super last minute. And we also grew up like my parents' house is in Pacifica, which is maybe a 15 minute drive to SFO. So we like to play this game where it's like, how close to the departure time sure. can you get to the airport nah. without missing well, your flight? See, without missing your flight is key there. Because let me tell you something. Steve will beat you at that game every goddamn time. Right? <laughs> but has he missed a flight? Because I think uh, both myself and my sister have lost the game and missed <laughs> at least one flight. Yeah. See, I've never missed one. But yeah, I'm like the person. <laughs> We have been there where they're like, we're boarding your flight, right? We're boarding. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what... that's People so... don't realize when they close that door, oh, no, the I FAA will not allow you to open no. the door. You can stand there and act crazy all you want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, okay, so you want to hear my craziest? This is not like a just running late. So in Seattle, when we were going to Alaska for vacation, there were multiple Alaska airline flights leaving from Seattle to Juneau within 10 minutes of each other. And we went to the gate that we had originally, like, whatever, told us X gate. We go there and there's a flight leaving and it's leaving 15 minutes later. So we're like, oh, this is our flight. Anyway, turns out they had moved our flight to a different gate. And this was a different flight leaving 15 minutes later to Juneau. On the... And so then we go to get on that flight and they're like, oh, no, this isn't your flight. It's five gates away and then it had just closed the doors Khadija and even though we were like but we were down the hallway why didn't you just tell us to go to the other oh yeah yes. yeah it's I not have... even down the hallway you can see it like you can literally see it it's so small oh my gosh and you know when the you know when like a flight like somebody at the airport like wants to help you out and they like make it work and somebody's like oh we can't do anything yes yeah I have missed a flight in a foreign country because that same thing happened where it was like same destination 
different gate. I'm just sitting there at the wrong gate, like twiddling my thumbs, not realizing like my actual flight was about to take off. So fun. So so great. Yeah. Not a great feeling. <laughs> I feel like we're giving Khadija panic attacks about getting to the airport at the last minute. It's very thrilling when you win the airport game. <laughs> Yeah, when there's, you no, there's no winner in this game. There's only <laughs> there's no a loser. Like, exactly. Honestly. And it's you. <laughs> yeah. You made your flight. I mean, that's what you paid to do was to, to get be, on the flight. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not like, like separate. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to miss it. And that's like a, a that's like a my husband issue. I'm more just like, I'm not somebody who's going to show up. I don't like want to. Like, if you're going to factor in the whole of my life, like all the trips I take, if I spend three extra hours at the airport every time, like, that's like many days. I would much rather be like, well, off chance I fuck it up and have all that time over my life, you know? Yeah, my, my parents will be there like four hours ahead of the oh, flight. Yeah. And it yeah. makes no sense. It to makes me. no sense, right? You're like, well, and that's how my husband is. He <gasps> likes yeah. to get there crazy early. So you can imagine between the two of us. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> Wear flip flops, deal in tail numbers and flight numbers, and go to the bathroom before you get on the plane. Because I promise you, if you stand up and say you have to go to the bathroom before you're about to take off, you will have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before I get on my flight today, we're going to talk about Nice and the race this weekend. But first, we're going to talk about UTMB and Khadija's marathon swim after this break. All right, Khadija, you've been te- teasing us for a whole week. What is this? What is this swim? It's the swim to Alligator Lighthouse. Now, I thought it was eight miles, but I actually. <laughs> is it I longer? Actually... Yes. I actually Ooh. read it. I never really read all of the. <laughs> I thought I swam like a little bit off course last year because I, I swam as a relay. I only swam to the lighthouse. And I was like, wow, I swam off course. This is like four and a half miles. I really need to work on my sighting. It's actually eight nautical miles. Mm, so it's 9.2 miles, but it's cool. I'm prepared. What I'm is prepared. a nautical mile? And why would you give a nautical mile distance to swimmers? That's like just ridiculous. Yeah. No. It's like using the metric system. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> so you're wow. you're totally fine with the extra mile plus of swimming. No big deal. I mean, while you're while you're there, might as well. You could go hit ten if you go off course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so I'm gonna have a a come to everything meeting with my kayaker. I was gonna say, do you have a person who like feeds you? Like, yeah. So she'll, I'm going to pre-make all my um, fuel and I have it in uh, disposable squeeze bottles and um, I'm just going to have her hold it out on a stick. Um, I practice fueling every 30 minutes. It worked really good last year. So every 30 minutes taking about a hundred calories and go from there. Is, is the... this somebody you know, or they just, you randomly get assigned somebody? Well, I had, um. I had intended on doing it with a family member, but they couldn't make it here. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a young lady. She actually supported somebody that I know la- I knew from last year. Very strong kayaker, and um, she she understands you know what needs to be done. You definitely don't want to swim that far with somebody you wouldn't trust. Because mm-hmm. I'm I wouldn't if it was just I had to swim with a random kayaker. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. There's too much to think about. This also seems like a long distance for kayaking. It does. Yeah. You can't just, yeah. Cause I even, 
even on the relay, uh, there's, I don't know what it is about me. The water was a little bit rough. I was fine swimming in it. About a mile in that kayak, I was vomiting all over the place. Ooh. I was like, it was, I, I can swim in it, but I cannot, I cannot kayak in rough water. I can swim in it, but. What's the thing that, like, you know, when you spend, like, long distance swimming, I always hear, like, all these crazy things happen, right? Like, people's lips swell up, like, they get weird chafing. Yeah. And you can, if I felt, for me, it felt like my gums were a little bit swollen, because your body's just sucking in everything in the water. So, the, all oh, that the salt. salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this just sounds great. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, 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 I mean, I'm not, like, this amazing, super fast swimmer, but it, it is li- literally my, my happy place. <laughs> the my they call <laughs> they call me and um my my cousins Antonio and Herrick they call us uh Triton and Serena and we've nicknamed him Gizel because he can like not train and just go run an 18 minute 5k so that's that's the they call us the three amigos because that that's all we do when we're together go swimming and just hang out but he the uh, Antonio was supposed to be my kayaker but he's he couldn't get here so is this the longest then that you've done one of these? I would assume. Yeah, this is the longest swim I've ever done. But yeah. What was your longest training swim for this? Uh, four miles. Yeah. And I did um, wow. the Georgia Games. I did. Uh, it was a five. Well, supposed to be a 5K swim. They marked it. It was a little bit over. And then I signed up for the 1K immediately after it. So I swam at a steady pace and then tried to push myself really hard just to give the sense so I could feel the sensation of being really, you know, just pushing myself tired. So here's my, okay. So super long swimming and like crazy things that happened. You know how that whole like one water race that was like multiple days that like Mm -hmm. Alyssa just did? That Alyssa did. Right. And like, you know, people get delirious and like everything's swelling and chafing. So then the Attila World Championships for this past weekend, the swim run. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever done this? So I'm obsessed and I really want to do it, but I need to find a partner. So I guess this is my call out to all our listeners. I need a partner. Where is it? It's in Sweden. That's the whole, like, it's like off the. Oh, it's like cold. Go. Is it yeah. cold? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to volunteer Khadija. No. <laughs> like, I'd rather fry like an egg than no. That's like, I think that's one of the challenges is it's cold. Yeah. I'm not, I do not do well in cold. I think the other challenge is the sheer amount. I, you know I who feel you like... should ask? Pippa. Oh, Pippa Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have her on speed dial? Yeah. I'll ask. Uh, maybe my sister knows her. <laughs> yeah, as Jocelyn say, we just found out that Pippa Middleton uh, did this in 2015, which is like legit. Yeah. And I just and... realized who Pippa was. I thought she was a professional triathlete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was saying my mom was always kind of obsessed with Princess Diana and my sister who lives in LA was always like really into like the royal family as well. So I do remember when Kate, the Kate got married Mm -hmm. that Pippa kind of stole the show because she had a super tight fitting dress that showed up. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the whole thing. But I always thought when people were like, oh, she's the sporty one of the family. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. She like, you know, has run a 5K in her life. Like that's what they mean when they talk <laughs> about celebrities, right? But then I was like looking at the world, at the Attila, Attila, however you say it, this past weekend. I was like, she did that whole thing? 
it took her like you know because it's like a whatever it is it's like a 10 hour 12 hour i was like that's actually yeah that's why her butt looks so good <laughs> that's what you're taking away Jocelyn said it first i thought it but she said it <laughs> well i'm curious how you went from she did it in 2015 so how did that come up in your Attila research of 2023 right I was like googling who won or whatever and naturally there's no actual news articles about that you know because like nobody actually cares about the winners of swim run it's not a mainstream sport she's probably just the most famous finisher right so then it so then I'm like clicking on the news and it basically comes starts to come up and I'm like what what happened yeah Got it. You cannot yeah. find out who actually won, right? Like, that's not, nobody knows that. But we know that Pippa Middleton did. raced it in 2015. Yeah. And that's the top news story. That's the top news of story. Of Attila. Okay. Exactly. I think they've also given up. It is not actually said Attila. That's not how you say it. But I think the Swedish have given up trying to get it. Yeah, how do you say it? it? It's like Attila. It's like, it's like, it's like super, super. Swedish super guttural Swedish yeah <laughs> super Swedish <laughs> extra does it have the extra dots over it It has dots over everything I don't yeah. there's there's lots of dots oh. in that word so anyway you should try one of these Khadija that should be your next thing in warm but in water, warm water. In yes. swim swim run they have some in warm water like where there's I think there's one in Richmond Virginia Somebody will sponsor me to do one in Aruba. I mean, I can't. <laughs> the mall's hives, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Destination. Destination. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Richmond, Virginia. I I do feel like it'd be an amazing way to see Sweden. And that's I don't know. Yeah. That that's kind of like I'm not saying it's on my to-do list but you're not saying I you have, want to be my partner is what I, I'm I was going to say norseman for the mm, same reason yeah yeah even yeah. though that's cold that's yeah. something out just for the sheer challenge of it i would love to do that and just what you would see because what a beautiful country and being able to see it that way would be pretty amazing yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only reason i did alaska but never again never again <laughs> Well, you're not going to have that problem. So. <laughs> okay, but I'm like, we've discussed before, I'm like bucket listing. And I like really want to do Attila Swim, like the world champs. I've done some regular ones. And then I also really want to do UTMB, guys. This is like my big, I'm going to start trying to get my, they don't just call them lottery tickets because that would be normal. They call them stones. Oh my God. That just means lottery tickets. But I have to get my stones. Wait, why, st- why stones? I don't know. But you get like you get a certain number of running stones in qualifying races, and then those stones go into a lottery, and then they pick like so many people in the lottery for the next year. So it's still a lottery, unless you like won or whatever, or you can qualify. That makes me think of Shirley Jackson's um, short story, "The Lottery." If anybody's read it, there is stoning involved. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about stoner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the kind of short story you read in like middle school and it inspires right. you. Um, okay. But okay. yeah, a little literary. You don't expect that from this podcast. <laughs> literary reference. A literary reference. Wait, well, so I which, don't think that's what they were going for, just so you know. But that's the association I make. And I'm 
that's a very unfortunate association. So which which race would you do? Because there are multiple distances, right? There are, right? There's like all these. Okay, so I made the joke that on something that it is not possible to know what all the acronyms stand for. And someone very earnestly like emailed me back what all the acronyms stand for. And I was like, yes, obviously, like it is possible. <laughs> anyway, there's, there's one that's CCC. Yeah, there's CCC and OCC and MCC and TDS and PTL. Oh, and then there's UTMB. Gee. Yeah, see, it's not just I'm not. But I think you want to do the the real the hundred mile. You want to do the UTMB. The UTMB. Here's my logic, Sarah. If I get my stones this year, and then I get into the lottery, and then if somehow I get picked, because you have like a I don't know thirty percent chance or something, I have a whole year because you get picked for the next year to figure out how to run a hundred miles and also deal with mountains. I could. That's wait. When would it be that? When would the one you get into be? So like ne- the following year, right? So you have so to like 2025. Yeah. Cause you have to like next get year picked. is like placid for you. Right. Right. So Jocelyn, I have a plan. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get my stones in the spring and then go to Lake Placid and get my women's knee spot. And then I'll just be like, Oh, see, I did women's knees. Now I'm going to get ready for UTMB for the following sump. See, you know what you can do? Oh. You can pull a Jim Walmsley and just stay in France when you're already in Nice yeah, and prepare right. on the course like for a year. That's it works for him. Right. I feel like I definitely have the money for that. that totally yeah, just live sense. in France yeah. for a year. Whatever. Because <laughs> we already established France is like so my thing. I'm like really into it. <laughs> what croissants are you gonna want? <laughs> All the like vaguely condescending men. It'll be great. Yeah, that's totally vaguely my thing. Condescending. So I don't know, but did you watch? Uh, so Jim Wansley won this weekend and Courtney Dowalt, Dowalter, Dowalter, Dowalter. Thank you. Dude, that was crazy. She's amazing. Yeah. She won all three of the big hundred milers in like, what is it? Three months, two months. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how somebody recovers from one of those, let alone recover and back it up and do it again and again. Like that's it's just- all in your head. It really is not. (laughs) Do you think she's disappointed that she got the course record for Western States and Hard Rock, but not UTMV? Probably not. (laughs) I don't understand how her legs don't chafe in those big shorts. I think they're actually, well, first off, you know what she's wearing underneath, right? Like it might be like, she might have all kinds of compression under the big shorts. Maybe she's sponsored by chamois butter. I think they're also just like, I mean, a lot of the problem with chafing is when something's like kind of tight, but then gets like a little loose. You know what I mean? You either need it like super loose or super tight. It's like when it's like that in between. Hmm. You're like thinking about that. You're like, now we're we just like blew everyone's mind. Right. Like how guys get nipple chafage in marathons, but right. girls wear sports bras so we don't get nipple chafage. Right. That's never like happened to me. It's not. So uh-huh. on your long runs next year. Mm-hmm. You can test this out and we can talk about it. The long, long shorts. Well, here's my point about shorts, right? Like, think about it, right? Like when they're brand new, like all kinds of shorts, like I like the super loose ones and they're great. But then as they start to get like a little worn out and like things are like not like full, right? Then they start to chafe more, right? Like that's what always happens is like a shorts are really good for so many runs, but then they start to chafe because everything gets like a little less, like a little loose fitting. And then it gets sort of wet, you know, like when you're sweating or like pouring water over your head. 
which races are going to be your stones? Do you know yet? You have a plan. I have a plan. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there's a canyons out here in California that is a qualifier for UTMB and also Western States. So if I happen to get the Western States lottery too, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to do them all. <laughs> oh my God. Then you have to do more than 100. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a problem to be fair. Really? Yeah. You don't like, you don't get in on your first lottery pick for Western States. Oh, I meant, I thought you meant actually doing both 100 milers was not going to be a problem for you. I was like, wow, that's really confident. But I like I know, it. I have a lot of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know, what my biggest concern is if I get uh, all into this is you really need a good crew like to, you know, like you need like yes. the kayaker, you need somebody who and we already just explained how Steve like can't make a flight. So I'm like, I'm going to have to recruit somebody. <laughs> To like really manage that whole situation. Don't ask it, Jocelyn either, because she's, yeah, she's really, not going to yeah. make. I think she's just your best bet. She'll, she'll be out here playing games. Like, well, I'm playing the game. <laughs> We're going to see how like how close to like Kelly's next pit stop we have to be there. <laughs> like no, you really need somebody who's like organized, you know. And they just be asked, why does your support Get person it. have on the fur coat and fur hat all the time? <laughs> and someone that like considers all the different conditions, because I've I've done ultras up to a hundred K and I've done a few 50 milers, and you do have to pick like a good crew. Mm-hmm. I've never even concern. done an open marathon. Every well, marathon you don't need I a crew run. for marathoning. Yeah. Nope. No, not trying no. to run that far. I told Steve, I was like, well, it seems exciting. And he was like, exciting is not a word I would use. Maybe fulfilling. Not really. That's and fair. You have to like not sleep if it's that long of a race. I also really don't like running in the dark. This has been yeah. like my whole, I don't really want to run in the dark. I don't like Just it. run faster, I mean, if, right? Yeah. yeah if I'm you go on, like, fast enough in the daytime, <laughs> then you can just like sleep when it gets dark but the problem with utmb <laughs> so they don't rest at all they just keep they running don't rest at all you well, keep this is, going you this is what's dark. fascinating about the aid stations is the winners will be like in and out in like a couple minutes but then some people come in and like take a nap <laughs> and then like if you take a nap sometimes you don't get back up because you're like i'm good mm-hmm. i'm not gonna keep going so that's where it's like it's a whole strategy like what are you gonna do i know if i took a nap i'd be done exactly that's why like sometimes it's like worse to just to take the 30 minute nap it's kind of wild. Yeah. So when I did my first 100K, there was also a 100 miler at the same time. And the like stopping at the big crew stops, it was kind of fascinating because it was like my first one. And we just had my husband like meet us, like maybe with extra snacks. Right. But there were some crew members that would like take off the runner's socks yeah. like their compression socks and like massage their legs and then put on new fresh new socks and like like force feed them yeah it's a whole process i like uh-huh. that's what i got obsessed with the videos from utmb because like people were like taking things out of their packs and putting new things in while they were eating and like changing their shirt for right like they didn't putting a new headlamp on them while they're like getting in calories so, like they don't have to like think about it they're like in and out courtney brushed her teeth in one stuff. Oh, yeah, I heard if you brush yeah. your teeth, then you like cleanse your palate and then you're like good to eat more of yeah. all the sugary I think that's, stuff. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Should I try Do that? You... Should I try that in my next Iron Man? 
You should definitely do that. I would like pay to see that in the middle of Kona. Okay. <laughs> I might do that this on this swim. That might be just to get some of that salt out of my mouth. Yeah. You there you go. Like yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get everybody a toothpaste sponsor. And then I want to see this in races. It'll be fantastic. I'll think about it. Okay. Maybe I'll just right. use one of those like finger toothbrushes yeah. where yeah. you like slip it on and you know, that's there's actually easier. like these disposable like small toothbrush things that are like pre-flavored with toothpaste that one of like my ultra friend actually swore by and he liked using those in races. I take those on long flights. They're they're like they're literally disposed brush your teeth and, uh-huh. and then yeah. you can chuck them. Bring it's got the toothpaste to in it and alligator swim. Yeah. That's right, smart yeah, because yeah. then as I'm running through the aid station, I don't want to stop and try to get toothpaste on my toothbrush. Like that's an extra like 10 seconds. You can put I it mean... in your storage box on your bike just before you come into transition. I feel like, yeah, you could do this or while you're like running out of transition, like with your visor and your bib. And, like... That would be a straight boss move. You're it brushing be... your teeth. Everybody's like all worried about it... gels and stuff. And she's chilling, brushing her teeth like, yo, I'm coming. It would be like a straight boss move. And like, <laughs> and it is 100% how we are going to make ESPN Sports Center. So. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. It's on, but it's I need on. to make sure that the camera's there because otherwise, okay, okay, what's the okay. point? What's yeah. the point? Yeah. And then you yeah. flash your brilliant smile, and <laughs> I like how you're vibing stuff on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the benefit of you three. Let's be Thank honest. <laughs> All right, after this ad break, we'll talk about actual actual triathlon sports. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from get, getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're going to need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of try hard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too, for anyone who wants to try, you know, (laughs) try, try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the TryHard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's 20FEISTY, for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a new Feisty Try sponsor, precisely because of their commitment to education and to making sure that all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like, did you know women often underfuel and more typically complain about gel consistency, which I know I personally like really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. But the most important thing is to test all of this yourself 
And that's why you can use Precision Sweat Testing Spreadsheet to do your own testing and to calculate your own sweat loss. And look, like I know that can sound intimidating. I also was, uh, but it's really super manageable. When you enter your numbers into their formula, it spits out how much sweat you lose, how much sodium, and then you can calculate and figure out what works for you. And then you can book your totally free consultation with their sports scientists who will walk you through your own race plan. You can find all of this information and a ton more on female fueling, hydration, things to know in the Precision Fuel and Hydration Knowledge Hub on their website. And you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and their specially formulated flow gel, which is made just for how people fuel in long course triathlon. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP, the number 15, like feisty triathlon pods or like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using AminoCo's Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo heel chocolate. How do you like it? How's it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. All right, it's a quick Sid Talks men only this week. <laughs> we, we always say quick and then I ramble on forever, but it is the men. So we are giving we are giving the men a little bit of love this right. week because we are we do tend to sort of probably bias the females. Uh, but yeah, it might mean that it is very short. <laughs> it might be might we might stick to time this week. <laughs> so I feel like this Ironman World Championship week snuck up on all of us because there's just been so many races and because you know like usually by now you'd be like tired of Kona spam but we haven't even really gotten yeah. to that point yet and I don't know if that is that a time zone thing with being in the know. US like I just feel I've not seen I did start I was just saying to you I said started watching like the breakfast with Bob uh, but it's not quite the same it's in a hotel it's not like on the rocks uh huggos kind did of thing did he bring and- the ukulele guy they didn't bring the oh, no because okay. they wouldn't they wouldn't be no you'd have to like switch it out for some like um french guy on like a bicycle or something with a baguette with a baguette and a or something i don't know very being very stereotypical um and then some of those have been like virtual but i guess they've they've been doing that so i just start watching a little bit of that to get a little bit of a vibe but i yeah i feel i've missed a lot of the social media and i don't know if that is because of time zones it's just not getting no i think i think the bench just isn't as good oh to be fair my social media these days is filled with dogs and crocheting but that's for another day yeah, I have a lot of cat videos, but I also think, and you and I were just talking about this. I mean, it's not that we had like, obviously we're all rooting for Jan 
Jan Ferdino to like cap off the end of his retirement tour. Like, of course, but beyond that, there's just like not as many exciting storylines. I think, I think like we were just talking only two of the top six from last year came back um, because we were missing the Norwegians. Max Newman's out now with an injury, obviously Sebi Keenle, uh, you know, retired. And he's always a big character. He always, always a character. brings a lot to the event. Yeah. So we really only have like two of the top six from last year. And then we also like, the names that are kind of in the mix besides Jan are not like these super big well-known names. You have, you know, Leon Chevalier, Magnus Ditlev are probably the favorites in my opinion. But maybe, maybe this is the turning in the sport in the men's side. Like, you know, we saw at 70.3 worlds, the Queen sweep by like three, again, relatively young, but relatively unknown Germans. Mm -hmm. Let's take Freddie Funk. He's probably the the best well-known or the most well-known out of those three. Um, taking a clean sweep. Maybe this is now the next, gen- you know, with Sebi retiring, you know, that sort of thing. You know, Jan's last year. Um, I mean, you would say you have got Patrick Langer in there. He's probably. I don't know. I, don't, I know he's like, obviously he's won it. And so if you've won it, you're always a favorite. But do you think this is his kind of course? So there's a couple of things here. The, the, one is that it's not Kona. So all the mm-hmm. stereotypical Kona myths don't exist. The sure. energy lab, the you know, how you ride the bike, the the bit for up from Kauai High. So not only you've got a completely different race, you've got none of those myths, none of those preconceptions. You've got a bunch of these younger guys maybe coming in. I don't know about Patrick. One of uh, a German friend that um, I train with here, he thinks it's Langer's course because he thinks Langer can actually hang with them on the bike because of the hills. He's pretty slight. He can climb. And then it's a flat run course and we could see like a 230 like yeah. Lang has already run 230 like it could be that sort of course interesting the bike obviously we all the talk going into this race and like this is a good preview too next year I told you I rented a bike because I really want to do this race next year as the women's niece um so I'm gonna go preview the course so, but uh all, all the talk's been about the bike because it is 8,000 feet of climbing I think and the big big concern increasingly in the last couple of weeks has been the descents like really hoping nobody pushes those to a point that yeah. they crash <laughs> yeah and I haven't seen huge amounts. I've seen a couple of videos and then listening to a couple of the the, the men talking about them. They're all saying that they're at, they're not actually super steep descents no, they're because they're saying you have to keep pedaling. But I'm not sure yeah. whether that's a, that's a good thing or a bad thing because that means you are forcing the, the pace and stuff. But I'm sure there's like the switchback turns. So and the stuff, thing and is, the it's the same main descent that was 70.3 worlds in 2019. Yeah. So anybody who raced that will know. And the problem with that, because I rode that a couple of times with Steve because he was racing when we were there. The problem is you can really get moving fast. You are pedaling through it. Like we saw Rudy Von Berg race that in his bars in sections. So so you can really get moving, but then all of a sudden you hit a turn that's off camber or you hit a little town with a roundabout and cobbles yeah. or like a driveway and someone like they are closed roads and it will, I mean, we're going to have to argue about the center rule. They are, but they are closed roads, but the challenge yeah. is that you can really get moving and you like forget like, yeah. and then all yeah. of a sudden something happens. Yeah. And I think there's a, and there's a very different mentality of riding at that in training on a training ride to then being in a race and being like, there's just a flip of the switch for some people. Yeah. And I feel like just knowing, uh, not to stereotype, but age group men, I would just like to remind you all that you are not professionals (laughs) and please, please. And you will be around two, I think it's 2,200 other athletes. And that I think is where I'm very concerned. Some of those guys like yeah. really, I mean, I saw a member in St. George with a really straight descent. I saw some age group men blowing past me, mm-hmm. like sitting on their top bar. Right. And I was just like, oh, so I really, really just please don't do that. 
And I've already heard of people having crashes this week, just training out there. And it's just like, oh gosh. Anyway, let's hope. So everyone's been talking about the bike, but I will say one of the big things I don't think enough people are talking about is that run. It's four loops on a concrete promenade, which again, if you've ever been there and you've gone for a run, like in the morning, it's not like enjoyable. I mean, it's like nice. It's pretty. There's ocean. And it's hot, but it's hot still. It's hot and it like beats your legs up. And it's mm. shitty. And you're going to do four laps of that? Oh, my God. So, and that's another interesting concept of this race. You know, like in Kona, it's a one lap run course. So you don't get, yes, you get, you know, the out and back at, um, at the end of a leaky drive. You get the energy lab. But that's really the only time that you get to see your competitors. This time, they're going to have four laps to do it. And it's going to be congested. That's like what I can't it's quite gonna figure out. It's going to be congested. It's going to be congested. It's going to be a lot of pounding. Like that, yeah. cor- that that promenade is just like a lot of pounding on your legs and it's just and and there's no breaks there's no uphill downhill gonna like stretch your back out so i think some people i don't know i'm worried some people might have like prepared for that right like they didn't get enough like time on feet durability training so yeah we'll see so maybe it will be a patrick lane thing who knows i mean i think i think there will be some fast time look it's gonna depend isn't it sort of if he can hang with the guys on the bike then I think he's going to be in the mix if he's you know because I think he can run he is the best runner um you know I think some of the other fast runners I just think they might lose too much time on the bike don't know um sure. but yeah you know is it someone like a Braden Curry that we might actually you know he was sick before Kona last year but he came second th- second third, third. Third, third in St George with hills, with elevation, similar. Mm-hmm. Actually, St. George, I think, had similar elevation, but just distributed in a different yeah, way. Yeah, different, different. And so, the run you know, was hilly too there. And so. the run was hilly. Um, I mean, I think, uh, like you said, like, would love to see Jan. I think, like, we're, I think everyone I think in the world... I think everyone's heart is, rooting for is with Jan. Especially, I don't, actually, I don't know. I think even regardless of his win in... Milwaukee right. at the PTA. I think still like we just wanted to see him go out on you know. Um I think the French are gonna be very strong. Leon Chevalier, Sam Laidlow, if he can kind of not get sick or hold it together. Clement Mignon, I think, is like kind of that third like the third dark horse. And they've been be. targeting this. They've had this circled since the announcement. They know <clears throat> yeah. like like triathlon's big in France. They know a French victory on French soil is gonna be, you know, you've made it. You'll make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Like you could see that at the press conference in January when I was there, like the penny dropped for Sam Laidlow. And he was like, oh, this this is huge for me. This could be, although he kind of feels like half English, but he is French, um, you know, but like this is a huge opportunity almost for the French. It's bigger for them to win in Nice than it would be for them to win in Kona. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, I do think Magnus got a bad penalty last year at Kona. Um and he's a sweetheart, and I think we will probably see him do well. I like. Yeah, and I, it's funny because be yeah, I think he'll definitely be up there. Like I podium, top five mm-hmm. podium, and potentially the win. Like mm-hmm. y- yes, like great performances in Roth. I know people say he's a big guy. He won't like, but Jan's a big guy, and I'm really sure. fully expecting Jan's going to be riding in the mountains. Fine, right? Um, you know, I think Magnus, and he can descend. He can bike handle. Like he could get away on the bike, and then can hold the you know hold the run or the others blow up trying to catch him sort of thing yeah. um It'll, we will definitely yeah. see some bike groups for sure the swim's not oh yeah so anyway we'll see how yeah. it plays but and then and then the other person you got like is always you throw them in joe skipper like i just want to like he tends the last few years he's tend to have a pretty good mm-hmm. 
day out. And I'm saying in Kona, sure. um, you just never know with Joe, but I don't think you can ever write. No, him off and I have to thing. give a shout out to our great American hope, oh. Rudy Von oh, Berg. Yeah, yeah. Because he, you know, grew up there. Um, yeah. And and so he certainly descends like the the French there. And obviously he he won Ironman Nice when it was just a, a, a regular race, not the World Championships. He was seventy, yeah, seventy foot three. The other one I think is going to potentially be in there to cause some trouble on the bike, particularly just depends how far behind he is out of the water. Is Cam Worth sure. like he is the guy that knows how to ride those roads? Yeah, yeah um, definitely. So yeah, interesting, interesting. It'll who's be you, an interesting, and then, and then we're just all going to scope it out for yeah. next year yeah that's right you're gonna scope it out exactly <laughs> exactly i do think yeah. obviously i mean the big question is how it'll go down and how this kind mm. of like first race outside of hawaii i know we had st george yeah. but that was like covid times how this first like big one's gonna go so yeah i know i think like i thought st george was brilliant but it was very different you know we still had all the the men and women together but it was also the first race out of covid everyone yeah, was, was just happy to, was everyone was just happy to be back there racing um I'm yeah, obviously super intrigued to feel like how it goes at the weekend, also to get feedback from the men, like how was it race week and all that kind of vibe. And then on the offshoot of that, what that means for Kona in four weeks and what the vibe of that's going to be like five weeks. Thank you. I don't need to give myself less weeks to get there. (laughs) Uh, Five weeks. Um, Yeah. And then what's that going to be like? And what's that vibe? And hopefully it's like if it goes well, I hope the momentum carries through and we get like it builds into to, to women's race. I hope that it's not like a if it falls flat, then it's like a doom and gloom. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I hope we can still celebrate. Anyway, yes, done. So uh we'll keep our eye on it. I'm headed there. Well, by the, this, by the time this airs, I will be there. So we'll see how hopefully. it goes. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Kelly. All right, niece. I'm like, all right, niece, what do you guys think? Are you guys are you guys gonna watch? It's like middle of the night, so you're not gonna watch. And like Oh no, no. It starts at uh like while we're sleeping, but here on the East Coast, by the time we wake up, we'll be able to catch like True. the run. Like I'm not waking up early to watch the beginning. And nothing's gonna happen too, right? Yeah. I mean, I know that's terrible. Like I know they have to like overcome it's a, their yeah, own personal swim challenges is important. Yeah. yeah 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 overcome yeah. their own personal challenges I, you I made it sound seeing so the bike, <laughs> seeing the bike is going to be interesting yeah it's um even going though it's like fascinating because it's like one big loop so there's nothing to see if you're there mm-hmm. it's like you're kind of like yep there they go and then you're like yeah oh they're mm-hmm. done that's the part where you tell your family just like see me in t2 yeah it is a weird race i realized basically that like you know how like Kona at this point you would have been getting like so much Instagram spam you would be like oh my god people stop posting pictures of the goddamn sunset right and yet I like haven't really gotten any niece spam like not yet. yeah where's our croissant pictures yeah what we need like an equivalent right like what is the totally because you would be getting the pokeball shots right. and like all of the like classic Kona shots and yeah. really I don't know what is it like hanging out on a yacht isn't that what niece is known for <laughs> And that's that we just don't have enough hanging out on yachts. <laughs> it's the French Riviera, right? It's France. Right. Nude yeah. nudie beaches. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to see pictures of a nudie beach. Yeah, I was like, I think that wouldn't be good yeah. for Instagram, probably. The people we want to see are never on the nudie beach. It's not. <laughs> yeah. 
But I do feel like it's just been like not hyped. As, maybe it's just a product of like, there's just so many big races. It's like, like you just don't have enough momentum to like build up into one. Cause there's like, you were focused on a different one a week ago. Like 70.3 worlds just happened. You know, you're like, eh. okay. Yeah. So if there's listeners that are in Nice this week, this weekend, tag us in your croissant pictures. On a yacht. On a yacht. <laughs> ideally, how many, ideally how many people who did 70.3 worlds are going to turn right back around and do Kona? No, not that many. It's more just, it's. I'm saying like from a spectator viewpoint standpoint, it's basically I mean, too Nisi. hard to like. You mean Nice? Yeah. Nisi, yeah, yeah. It's just sort of like in terms of like how how long your attention span can be. You know what I mean? Like we just haven't had enough runway to really be paying attention to this. Because we were like just paying attention to something else, just paying attention to something else, right? Like it seems early, kind of early in the year a for little a early championship. Too. Yeah. But that's because we're so ingrained in having it like what second weekend in October. True. Yeah. I will be honest, and it's also terrible. I think it's also because like it's just a bunch of Europeans that are like competing against each other and they all have names that sound the same. Oh <gasps> and you're like <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. One of the one of them guys you could go there. <laughs> They're all French. They're all French. Okay. It's like, anyways, basically, if you're not like super in the weeds triathlon, you're kind of like, you don't know anyone besides Jan. That's like pretty much the reality. No, I, as a reader of your newsletter, Kelly, I have now, you now all know. for yeah. Rudy Von Berg. Okay, good. Because okay. I didn't realize that he grew up around there and has ridden that course like a hundred times. So yes. he's my favorite to win. Okay, good. I'll let him know. Yeah. I, I think better on courses I haven't raced. I don't train on. I yeah, don't, the I problem want to is the descent. The descent is the reason. If you've done it a billion times, it'll be better oh, for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's partially why this is like a very European course, and why all the European guys are going to do well, and why it feels very European is because it's just like the like like Sarah was talking about last week, right? Like that descent is just going to be. Tough. But I also um, want to see how Cam Wirth does because he's been on a pro cycling team. True. Do you feel like he's going to descend better than everyone? Um, no, I think Rudy's going to descend the best. <laughs> and then Cam Worth. Okay. And then a French guy. Noted. I also feel like, what do people like? I also, so I'm headed to the airport right now. And by the time this airs, I'll be in Nice. And I also feel like, what do people want to know from Nice? I don't even like, I feel like I haven't even gotten like that many questions. Like usually we get like a lot of. Who, who are the notable withdrawals so far? Max Newman, Daniel Backegaard, obviously oh, both. Stuff. In, Gustav yeah, they Venus. both got hurt. Right, both the Norwegians have been out, but they said they were out before. Yeah, so those are some big names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's like that's why you're like missing. You're missing like four of the top six from last year. Yeah, like, that's big. Yeah, I want to know if there's gonna be an underwear run or if it's there gonna is be not. He said no running around in your underwear, you crass Americans. And they vetoed the underpants run. But they're not happening. They're calling somebody crass. Well, I made that up. I made that up. I'm good. (laughs) It's all been said now. (laughs) To be fair, I'm paraphrasing, guys. Okay. (laughs) But no, no underpants run. They said no. No. You actually don't know what they probably said because this is the like thing all Europeans always say. Oh, Kelly, my dear, it is not possible. No, that is what they always say. Oh, no, my possible. dear, it is not possible. Ooh, I wonder if there's gonna be a rogue unofficial underwear run. That's a good question. 
Because I think that's what I would do if I was there. Like, <laughs> hey, it's because you're across America. Because <laughs> you're across America. Let's have an unofficial underwear run. <laughs> I feel like people can tell I'm American from like really far away in France. They're like, oh, that crass American. What is she doing? She thinks her opinions <laughs> matter. Like, So yeah. That's a good question. Uh, and yeah, withdrawals, there's been some big ones. I do just feel like it's just, I don't know, the hype's not there. We're going to have to build the hype for Kona because I just feel like the hype isn't there for these right now. So It's because there's no underwear run. That's probably it. That's the whole, that's what's missing. You're right. Um, all right. Before I go, does Sarah have a random question for us for this week? I do. You do. Okay. So it's been a bit of a heat wave. Really? Yes. Not for you? Okay. So for for us, it's been a heat wave. And I was riding my bike. I had to stop off in a porta potty that had been baking in like 90 oh. degree heat. And it had not been cleaned out in a while. And I'm like, this is the number one worst part of being an athlete in the heat. This is it? Yeah, this is it. And I am wondering, can you top it? The worst Can anybody taught what's worse about being an athlete in the heat than a very hot, stinky porta potty. Right. I, I assume you mean like besides the hospitalizations. Besides passing out. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Besides right, that, because right, right, that, that really stinks. That really sucks, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. It's a good question. That's the pretty bad part. I mean, I don't have this issue, but I've known people getting pretty wicked sunburns, like blistering sunburns yeah. at like Ironman China when it was crazy hot. You know what totally happened to me a couple times? Like to your point when it's like you're training a lot in the heat and you're like really tired because you're Ironman tired. I have like double sunscreened one arm and forgot to do the other arm. And then I like look down after, you know, seven hours and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like. That's been really shitty. I don't know if this has to do with heat, but I've heard of a couple of runners. They didn't carry wipes on their long run and they picked the wrong leaf <laughs> and ended up with poison like, ivy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Know your leaves before you start grabbing things from the trees. Yeah. I guess it's the benefit of a 90. 90- degree porta potty is that if it has toilet paper you're not gonna get a rash hopefully hopefully being a germaphobe pays off i always have wipes (laughs) (laughs) so you would you would okay in this scenario you wouldn't go in the porta potty you would just go to the woods yes i would dig a hole and go in the woods and then and then you would carry your wipe home with you yeah just or do you have a Ziploc bag? Or, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get super a little TMI here. Like just to pee? What do you mean to wipes to pee? Yeah. Well, no, I pee on the bike. Okay. So All right. Not... I was like, let's be clear. I was <laughs> like, not... <laughs> but I always sanitize my bike after I go. Number but two. I wouldn't pee on the bike training. I do it in a race, but I would. Yeah. Do it no, I had somebody one time who like they. They were just like, oh, I hate having to take my bib shorts all the way off because that's like such a pain in the ass. They were like, so I just pee in my bib shorts. And I was like, what? No, like in you training. just buy the bib shorts that has a clip right. <laughs> and you pull them down. There is, the, we have the technology. Yeah, There's they're solutions. like, uh, 
I call them Christmas PJs because oh, I it's always the trap, associate the trap door. Yeah, I always associate those <laughs> kind of PJs with Christmas, but yeah, Christmas PJ bibs, I call them. Probably a better solution. Yeah, absolutely better solution. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I've heard is a lot of information about Khadija's, um, you know, lights, <laughs> and I yeah. can't really move past that. So there's no really good way to wrap up this podcast other than we look forward to hearing about the swim and Nice and all the excitement and tune in next week for another episode of If You're Writing. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits you can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends.